0: So let me start by being particularly straight. This episode is pretty much mostly gonna be about looks and facts. But for now, I'm gonna start off with money. So nearly a month ago, Geico, the insurance company, was ordered to pay a Missouri woman $5.2 million after she contracted an STD in a car that they insured. Now, let's be honest... This was actually something that we discussed about a year ago, if not a year and a bit ago, because I remember talking about this story in like the beginning half of 2021. And a year later, it's actually gone all the way up to 5.2 million. Damn. Like, if people knew that having sex in cars was going to be this profitable, people would never have sex in the house. Like, I honestly can't imagine going to sue Airbnb for fucking around in an Airbnb and catching an STD. But... If you're doing that shit with Geico and it works, yo, I've never really been the type to want to screw around in cars, but for about half that amount, me having sex in a car with somebody, what I'd have to ask is. (laughs) Actually I'll be very honest, that's not what I'd ask, I'd actually be asking whether they wanted me to do it with clothes on or with clothes off, but that's sort of besides the point. Like. I've never really been for the idea of having sex in a car. Like this, this is probably one of the few things that might make me change my mind. And my main reason for actually not being pro-sex in the car has mostly been a size thing. And no, you pervs, it's not that big. I'm actually talking about my general size as a person. I am a little over six feet tall. I'm about 6'2", six 6'3". Six so one of my biggest issues about having sex in a car is I just can't fit all that well. Like I'm I'm assuming that I'd be very uncomfortable if I were having sex in just about any car. You know, regardless of whether it's an SUV or or a hatchback or a saloon car for that matter. I don't know. Maybe I need to try out vans. Maybe I can start with a minivan and, you know, just test it out going up from there. Maybe I should try the back of a pickup. I don't know. But if someone was to tell me that I was even making half what this woman was making from having sex in a car, I'd probably be down for it. The only issue is what I'd have to do so that I can actually go and file the lawsuit. Because it's not like this babe just got $5.2 million from having sex in a car. I think anyone can do that for just about nothing. She got $5.2 million because she contracted an STD in a car. And to throw in a couple of random details there, she was actually even supposed to be getting $1 because she had actually gone to GEICO and asked for a settlement of a million which they threw out the door, and then when they decided to argue this shit out in the legal matters, that's when it went and ballooned up all the way till 5.2. But that's besides the point. I just wanted to throw in those bits of details there. Now, the idea of having sex in a car, I'm very open to. But catching an STD, that one, I am not open to it at all. Because that's the beginning of a lot of problems. Like, guys don't really talk about this all that much, I guess probably because there's not as many open stories to talk about it, but there's some sort of an STD stigma that comes up the moment you catch an STD. And worse still, not just catching, but when you're the person who gave the STD. Like, for example, if I banged this shorty and then she ends up catching, say, HPV or some other STD, not even the incurable types like HIV and shit, like... I'd get so much stigma, I'd never get a chance to smash like a babe, like two, three circles out of, you know, my typical normal circle simply because of that one STD story. So even though I was going to make 2.5 mil, I don't think I'd end up saving all of that money and banging random babes in as much as I might end up paying for the pussy that I get because most of the so-called random babes know a friend who's a friend to someone that I give the STD to. So. All in all, I don't think I'd be down to doing that, not just because the money isn't a lot, trust me it is, but I feel like my reputation matters to me a little bit more than money that I could possibly make from other means. You know, kind of like this podcast, which I definitely should have started by saying welcome to break time on west side your number one breakdown podcast coming to you from nairobi kenya the man on the mic is a man who now wants to insure his car for conjugal damages so that i can fucking make a bit of money on the side he's a man who wants believed Bukaki was a japanese form of martial arts it is none other than your tall dark and mildly handsome man sir denverby the show is tweet street this show, where we take a deep dive into twitter pull up a couple of tweets and break them down a little bit now as usual if you know the drill then you can repeat it after me if you don't know the drill then it's okay, I'll say it and if you do know the drill and you don't want to say it, then it'll just ring in your head. And it's on how it is that you can contribute to the making of this episode from the many tweets that you might see and it's a pretty simple drill and it goes like this. You see that tweet, you like that tweet, you want us to discuss that tweet, you send that tweet. You send it to the DMs of at Bagaka the D, which happens to be my personal Twitter handle. And I will take it from there and I will handle it accordingly. On Facebook and on Instagram, if it is a screenshot, if it is a screen grab from Twitter that you think we should be discussing, then the place to send it to is at Breaktime on Westside on Facebook and on Instagram as well. And if you are listening through an app that allows for ratings and reviews a nice rating and or review of the podcast would be highly appreciated keeps me up on the charts and shit and you know allows me to continue saying that I am a chart topping podcaster because the truth is I am yes a chart topping podcaster now All that said and done, we do have a bunch of tweets to discuss and I'm gonna be honest, I did end up spending a little bit more time than I should have discussing good money making pussy much as it does have an STD right about now. But before we get to the tweets, we need to talk about something that I've noticed lately. Now of late when I open IG, I do see quite a number of booty pics, not just on the explore page but even on the reels, like there's a lot more reels with ass right about now whenever I open my IG. Now, don't get me wrong, I think that's the algorithm that just knows what it is that I like and is trying to cater towards my needs so I can stay on the app longer. But more so than that, it's actually quite surprising how many influencers, how many babes on the internet are literally getting a huge following just because of us. Like the internet, social media, Instagram to be more specific is actually making this whole idea of us to be such a huge thing. Because let's be very honest, there's a lot of these babes that barely have jack all in the name of content, but people are literally just there because of the booty pics. Like, there's a female clothing brand that I kid you the hell not is being followed by a lot of guys, not because they're particularly interested in their dresses or their jeggings, but just because those models that are there have ass. So, to a certain degree, you can't say that IG has sort of made it such that beauty is currency, and more so than that, booty is currency. So much so that I've actually sort of become comfortable with the fact that there's a lot of babes that don't really have that much to show besides ass, no face, no nothing, just ass. And it did kind of make me not too surprised when I saw a post on how Kim K had recently spoken to a journalist from the New York Times and she did say that she was very comfortable eating shit daily if it made her look younger. And she says, and I quote, I'll try anything. If you told me that I literally had to eat poop every single day and I would look younger, I might. I just might." End quote. Now, when she said this, obviously, and it ended up making its rounds on social media and shit, a bunch of people were busy saying all sorts of things. You know, they're like, oh, she's finally starting to realize that age, you know, will kill beauty and, you know, beauty isn't forever and, you know, looks will always fade with age and shit. But. To a certain degree, I kind of thought about it for a second and I can sort of understand why she'd say this. Like, if she was saying this truthfully, not just to make a bunch of headlines, kinda like she's been doing for a very, very long time, then I'd say that I can understand that this sort of thought process, this sort of mindset could be a case of, you know, body dysmorphia, or it could be a case of low self-esteem, but it's not that it's completely uncommon like, you kinda think about it, this woman has been taking a lot of shit from people for a very long time. So in her case, would it be very wrong if she continued taking that shit and actually looking better because of it? You know? Like, it doesn't really seem like it's a particularly far off concept. Like, it's not too surprising when you kinda think about it. You know, Instagram has actually made quite a number of women very rich, you know, very famous, and has put, you know, money in the pockets of quite a number of babes, simply because of the fact that they're beautiful, not because they've particularly done anything that exceptional. Like you think about it, you know, the number of babes that are famous because of their booty pics and thus have gotten fashion over deals or they've gotten bikini deals, like there's huge numbers of them. You know, there's some of them that aren't particularly that good as travel vloggers or travel bloggers per se, but they just take pictures in a couple of nice destinations and they get good money for that shit. And it's not like people care all that much about the destination. They're just waiting for the pics on the booty or they're waiting for the reels or the videos on the booty. And as a result, it does end up making a lot of the other babes who don't have that, who don't have, you know, the particular booty or the particular looks want to have the same exact thing. Kim K has been famous for the longest time because of the sex tape and the booty and everything. But, you know, she's starting to age a little bit. So what's wrong with her wanting to look younger, to be younger as a result of, you know, the dwindling fame and relevance that she's sort of having, you know, when you kind of think about it, it's not like women haven't done the most for booty, more or less the same way guys haven't done or aren't doing the most nowadays in the name of trying to get better dick. And that's as a result of porn, not even as a result of IG. Like guys are going for dick fillers right now and babes from like I don't know like 10 years plus ago have been doing the most to get bigger booty. Like I can remember even there was a time in Kenya when babes were busy talking about chick mash and the fact that they used to add chickmash to their food because apparently it was making their hips and their asses bigger. Like beauty is a currency in and of itself. And sometimes I guess people have been known to do the most for that shit. The only question is, is it safe and do you really think that you're gonna feel better about it afterwards? And I guess that's probably the question that we should be asking ourselves. But all in all, I guess if she is going to continue eating shit, she might as well eat some shit that makes her look better. So I'm gonna leave it at that and I am going to move it on. So on to our very first tweet of this episode. Are your options really worth bragging about if they only wanna fuck you and not commit? well that depends on who you ask when you kind of think about it that is the true answer you know it depends on who it is that you're asking because if you ask a bunch of guys they'd be completely down with that but if you ask babes they might not be completely down with that depending on who it is that you ask some are a little bit more liberal with how and who they fuck and some aren't very liberal with that and they'd prefer it that they keep their numbers low or fewer people know about the niggas that they fuck Now, the person who did this tweet was a woman, you know, by profile picture and I guess username and shit. So I am going to assume that it's a babe and I can get why babes might feel that way. Because when you look at the quote unquote female dating practices you do kind of see that they usually tend to gear towards more of relationships as opposed to us guys who are more geared towards, you know, the casual sex as opposed to having some sort of a long-term mate, which will explain why it is that babes will be very comfortable having like 20 niggas in their DMs. While for us guys, if we have 20 babes in our DMs, it doesn't mean shit unless we're actually fucking them. So that kind of does give a bit of a contrast. Now, if you do look at the concept of having options between both genders, it's not the exact same thing because for us as guys, having options is having a bunch of babes that are going to fuck us and will probably be fucking us at that same time. With babes, having options is sort of like them being in a relationship and there's like three or four other niggas that are trying to smash and even be with them long term. You know more so the ones that want to be with them long term which is why the whole idea of having 20 niggers in a babe's dm will make them feel like they are much higher level as opposed to someone who doesn't have any so it does kind of make sense why you know having options in the sense of you know guys that want to be with you will make more sense for a babe as opposed to making sense for a guy for us as guys The way we look at our options is, you know, I have this shorty that I'm hitting, that shorty that I'm hitting, the shorty after that that I'm hitting, all of them this week, and I'll hit a bunch more next week and the week after that and shit. But with a babe, if you sort of try to employ the same kind of idea of options as guys do, then it actually sort of backfires on you because you end up screwing a bunch of different guys. And if all of them are just looking at you as a good fuck, then you will be looked at in sort of a lower value as opposed to the babe that's just with one guy and is getting dick from that one guy who's committed to her you feel me so to a certain degree i do understand what this baby's saying and i feel like this is more towards the babes than it is towards the guys because at the end of the day for a guy sex is a challenge so the more sex that we can get the better we're gonna feel that's just what it is so all that said and done i will leave it at that and move it on so on to our very next tweet of this episode. She got 20 dudes in her DMs telling her she pretty. Stand out, send her money. Alright, this actually doesn't seem like a particularly bad strategy. When you kind of think about it, it's not entirely all that bad because to some degree, you know, you are possibly standing out, except that if you were to think about it, If say 100 guys wanted this babe and 20 out of those 100 guys are in her DMs telling her that she's pretty and all 100 of them got exposed to this information, then you probably wouldn't be the only one sending her money. Now, I should have started by giving a disclaimer. I'm not the sending money type. I do not believe in, you know, giving money so that I can get the love of a woman or the sex from a woman. So this is probably gonna sound biased, but you know, just bear with me and maybe if you resonate with what it is that I'm saying, then well and good. If not, you know, there's still another tweet coming along. Now, here's how I think about it. If I am one of a bunch of guys that's giving her money, then it's still going to make my work a lot harder because now it might end up becoming a case of who gives her more money instead of who just gives her money. Because if I'm not the only one who's giving money and we're not all discussing how much we're giving her, then it's probably going to be different amounts and the one who gives the least amount of money is automatically going to be written off the entire equation. Now if we go with the assumption that you're the only one that's giving her money at that time. And let's say. You know assuming that you gave her the money you know personally i wouldn't because i don't think i have the money to be splashing on a babe just because i want her you know assuming that you're the one that gave the money and she decided to be with you because you gave the money then you'll probably have to stick to that expectation because now it's not just the enticer that you know managed to get her there now it's become an expectation she's gonna expect you to be giving her money now If you do not have the money to constantly give her, then one of two things will happen. One, she'll probably not like you all that much or she might feel a bit miserable or possibly even end things with you because, you know, you're clearly not satisfying her needs, financially speaking, or she might just end up cheating on you with someone who is giving her money and is probably going to be smashing without giving any more than just the money now either one of those scenarios seems bad when you kind of think about it because it's almost like now you're going to have to be making money just to sustain your relationship or you're gonna be on the losing side of a relationship that isn't even all that fun because the way us guys kind of look at it is it's better to be the guy that's putting the money down and fucking her as opposed to the guy that may or may not be giving money but only gets to fuck her and only her sometimes because at the end of the day for me my money goes down and it kind of works on a per hour basis but your money went into getting someone that you now have to be loyal and you have to commit to meaning that you can't fuck other people or at least you're not supposed to fuck other people and worse still than that it's not like you're going to be getting the sex every single time you want it I will pretty much just hit her up and as long as she's free, I'm gonna be getting the pussy as the guy that puts the money down so that we can fuck. So all in all, you're still losing out even though you did put money down earlier, so he probably shouldn't even have bothered with it in the first place. So please fellas, don't bother with this shit, you don't have to send her money. If you're sliding into those DMs and she doesn't really like you, go ahead and find someone else who will. You know, she's not the only babe that you can be with, you know? Anyways, all that said and done, I will leave it at that and I will move it on to our very final tweet of this episode. Sex is too personal to be out there just having it with anybody. Okay, this is another one why I'd probably say depends, because on one end yes and on another end no. And it actually depends one on gender and two with the amount of pussy or at least with the amount of sex that you get as an individual now from a babe side i can get why someone would say sex is too personal to be out here just having it with anyone and nature sort of forces that rule on babes when you kind of think about it because women actually do suffer the biggest consequences when it comes to sex now with guys it depends. Like, for a guy who gets a lot of babes, for a guy who doesn't find it all that hard to have sex, then yes, you can sort of agree to this and sort of reduce the number of babes that you bang, if you've been banging too many babes and you've been banging like every single babe. But if you're a guy that hasn't been getting that much sex, who barely gets any sex, which is actually quite a huge number of guys right now, then you'd probably say that this guy is saying absolute bull. Because you kind of think about it, if you as a guy is banging probably less than 10 times a year and it's probably like one, maybe two babes at the most, which is actually way better than, I'd probably say close to 50% of a certain group of men, then you'd probably believe that the more the merrier, right? And if you get a chance to get the more, then you will be merrier. Like, that's just facts. Guys will always look at sex as a challenge because most guys will rarely ever get sex just like that. So if you're on the side that barely gets any sex, then you will want more before you can get to the point where you can actually think, you know what, sex is a little too personal to be just having it with anyone. Now, if you are a guy that has been having a lot of sex or has easy access to sex, probably because you're good looking or you're tall or you make a bunch of money and shit, then this would probably make a little bit more sense because you kind of realize like when you start banging a bunch of different babes like when you start having more and more and more sex like it will be good but at some point you will have to learn to draw boundaries and choose what it is that you're going to smash versus what it is that you will choose to leave because you'll find yourself in a position where you are having different kinds of babes and all of them would like you to fuck them or at least you're in a position where you can bang different kinds of babes from 10s to twos or from 10s to ones even and you find that if you're a guy that smashes the entire list you know up down side to side and shit then eventually your value will go up but it will start to come down especially when you start going you know lower in the hierarchy and you're willing to hit anything because at that point then you will be looked at as the cheap guy that anyone can fuck Which is even worse from the way older people say it, which is you will hit anything that has a vagina, which is sort of like an insult when you kind of think about it. Now, with babes, that one was an easy insult. Like the moment you are going and you're fucking everything and it's like you're just a cheap fuck that everyone wants to hit. Like that one's a little bit more apparent. And, you know, I guess it's entirely up to them but for guys it does kind of take a while because on one side you want to be the guy who can smash a lot of fine babes but you don't have any then when you get to the point where you can it's like you will do it but you kind of have to sort of pace yourself so that you don't end up doing it with so many babes such that your value drops because the moment your value drops then a lot of the finer babes a lot of the tens and so on will actually want to hit you a lot less because they do not want to be associated with the fact that you're one of the babes that this guy is fucking so in some way or another it's it's sort of a weird paradox for guys to be in which is why i think it's even harder to tell a guy you know to get to the point where he's incredibly attractive to a lot of women and then just choose one woman and stick to that one woman the moment he gets there like it's a very very weird paradox for guys but in some ways, you kind of have to think about it in that way. Or maybe I might be wrong about this. Just the same way, I might be wrong about a lot of other things from this episode. So I want your thoughts on it. The DMs are open on Twitter. It is at Bagaka the D. That is my personal Twitter handle. On Facebook and on IG, it is at Breaktime on Thank you so much for listening all the way till the end. And if you are listening through CastBox, feel free to drop your thoughts and comments below. And I will attend to them accordingly. And I will catch you guys on the next break.